0: Please visit gurusing.com. Bless you. Mm, Satnam. So, when you wake up in the morning, you have a feeling. And that feeling is not your feeling. Nothing is your feeling, no thought is your thought. But you have a feeling. And you take ownership of that feeling, just like you take ownership of your breath. But you're neither the feeling nor the breath nor the thought. So if you wake up in the morning in a mood, why would you want to be the mood? And so what this does is this breaks that enchantment. It's like a not-so-enchanting enchantment that I am my thought, I am my feeling, I am my mood, how do you feel, not so good, or whatever it is. So what you're here to do is you're here to guide your experience with your consciousness into the most advantageous thoughts, feelings, moods, etc. And when you have guided yourself into the most advantageous, as long as it's of benefit to everyone, then you live a karma-free existence, and that karma-free existence is called dharma. In which you have that incredible projection that is of benefit to everyone, and so you're an asset to life. And these nam simrans. Nam simran simply means nam means like mantra, like name. Simran means a repetition. And it follows that old saying about propaganda, if you say anything often enough and long enough, it becomes the truth. And so what you're doing in this combination of mantra and celestial communication, mudra and celestial communication, is that you're activating your body psychologically and physiologically until you can engage your body emotionally, because the emotions are always doubtful because the number one protective emotion is doubt. If you can doubt everything, right? If you can doubt, then you're like science. Prove it to me and I'll believe it. And so you protect yourself like science tries to protect itself in a double blind study, which is, you know, the obvious double blind is blind. And so what you're doing is you're having this experience with your body and your, your brain is having to go, Pavana, Pavana, it wants to go, what are we doing? And what, what does it mean? Blah, 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 blah. But you're just overriding all of that question with your mantra. Man, the mind, tra projection, the projection of the mind. And so you're going, Pavana, Pavana, O oh, hey, Guru, and you're, and you're tapping, so you're, you're activating The vagus nerve, which runs from the brain to the groin, and that fans out into the various glands and organs. And you're tapping also either side alternately, so it creates a binaural effect on the brain, activating both hemispheres. And then this is a gesture of inspiration. But what inspiration means is inhale, to bring in spirit. And that's what breath is called. Breath is called spirit. So you're inspiring. Ah, so you feel like garbage, right? And you're going, Pavana Pavana pavan guru, guru, Pavana Pavana, wahi guru, pavana, pavana, pavana wahi guru. you know? And you do it long enough and often enough and pretty soon you start to chemically come out of that mood, because the mood is just a chemistry. The mood is just a blood chemistry. And so by doing this, often enough, your body begins to believe your gesture. That's what kinesiology is, body intelligence, right? And so what we have is we've got that we are hacking, to use a cliche, right? We are gaming the system, hacking the system, which is a great thing to do as long as it's your system, (laughs) not the system, right? It's not against the law to hack your system. And so that's why we do a combination of mudra, mantra, and celestial communication, which is a powerful combination so today, we're working with something that is um, both scientific and metascientific. Because of war, there have been a lot of amputees. And so they've done significant studies on what's called proprioception and proprioception is the sensation that amputees have of the position and even pain in their amputated limb so if someone were missing the left arm they would they would experience the location of that left arm thank you and they would also experience pain in that left arm. And proprioception is this this sensation of location in space. When you are in this body, the majority of your awareness is locked into this body for good reason but you have the history of the experience of your body outside this body. Your genealogy, your genealogical experience is of your parents' body in your body, your grandparents' body in your body. It's in the DNA and the RNA. And so you have this experience of their body. I mean, my father was an artist and I was fascinated by watching his hand as he was doing his art. And now, whenever I'm writing or doing, I look down and there's my father's hand. Right? Not, oh, that looks like my father's hand. No there is my father's hand. That's a proprioception. That's that observation of the history of my DNA. Where was my DNA? Where was the left arm of the amputee? But also there's the proprioception that comes from the other end of your existence because your existence is the combination of your soul body in your physical body. And so your incarnations coming through the soul body, which is called your cosmology, combine with the generations coming through your physical body to produce your existence as you, as your identity, your id entity, going through what we call time. So in order to reverse engineer that using proprioception, what we do in yoga is now my OCA, Obsessive Compulsive Advantage, is really bugging me. (laughs) Just just letting you know. No, Don't consider it if you have, you know, and we all do to some degree. We are all obsessive breathers, aren't we? Um, It's an advantage to be OC. That was something. Oh, I was getting up for a reason. (laughs) It can distract you though. So you get up in the morning, you know, pavana, pavana, guru, right? And you do the inspiration. Then you get into a location so that you can maximize your existence within this location because once you've maximized your existence in an asana, in a posture, within your physical body. And that's the whole reason for Tai Chi, for Qi for so many of other forms of physical, spiritual, conscious exercise. It's also the reason for all of the Kundalini Kriyas. So you get into a position and you're maximizing. So in this position, I've got a 90 degree angle here I've got a 90 degree angle here. I've got a 90 degree angle here. So, what I'm doing is that I'm maximizing an electromagnetic generation because electricity and magnetism operate at 90 degrees from each other. So, anytime you create a physical 90 degree angle, you're generating a micro amount of magnetism and electricity. Anytime you put pressure, on a biological cell or even a botanical cell, a plant or an animal, you are producing an electric, what's called a piezoelectric charge. And electricity and magnetism, even though they're two separate forces, are never separate. One is always with the other. So what am I doing here? I'm creating a strong electromagnetic field. That strong electromagnetic field is drawing my awareness because my brain, my observation is an electrochemical magnetic element. I'm drawing my awareness into my total body. When I completely full fill my body, I'm ready for where am I in space? And that's why when you completely full fill your body, you don't stub your toe. Because you know where you are in space and you know what is in your space. Good indicator when you bump into things, when you stub things, when you, misplace, when you mistake in placement of things, when you reaching to grab something and you knock it over instead of picking it up. Not connected into your total body, your total body, your proprioception is off. You're not recalling location. Take it further. Where are you in the universe? And not only where are you in the universe, but what are you in the universe and how are you in the universe? All of which contribute to the sense of purpose. And what is known is that it's, the sense of purpose is the pathway to an emotion that everybody wants and it's called happiness. Pleasure is something you can buy. Happiness is not purchasable. And that's why Yogi Bhajan called it healthy, happy, holy. Healthy is exactly what I was demonstrating You are completely fulfilling your physical form. Therefore, every part of your physical form is at ease. No room for dis-ease. You're fully filling your physical form, you're healthy. A pathway to understanding where you are in space. Happy where you are in this space, happy, where you are in all space, holy. Healthy leads to happy, leads to holy. And that's why they would call someone a holy person. You notice I didn't use gender, gender, uh, because it's always a man, you know? It's like, no, they just didn't get, you know, good marketing. You know, the men all got the good marketing and, and the women, they, they, they got forgotten or burned at the stake as a witch, right? It's like, wow, can you imagine? You're really super conscious. You're totally in proprioceptive space. You're doing all kinds. You're performing miracles. You're doing all kinds of things. And they go, wow, that's evil. <laughs> Why is it evil? Because it's competing with the brand. right? The, and the brand is trademarked, right? <laughs> wow, it's all about marketing. And it's so interesting, and that has held humanity back for thousands of years. Unbelievable. Even within some of the more recent circumstances, you'll find that the same, and I'm not gonna go any further in this direction right now. Because <laughs> we have a work to do here. Don't get me started, right? So you, you occupy your space fully and there's a saying that goes along when translated from the, from the ancient languages, it was move into the space that is not yet occupied so that you can enter the space that does not yet exist. Because time and space are creative energies. They are not, in other words, tomorrow is not waiting on the other side of midnight. You know, hanging out, waiting for its time. to. Here I am. Right? It's not that way. And it's the same that space, even though our sensory system tells us that I am in this space and that other space is a long way away, this is what Einstein was battling with, I use that in very gentle terms, because Einstein was sitting in a train, in a train station in Europe. And if you've ever noticed the trains in a train station, on the non-entrance side, the trains are extremely close together. And when you look out your window, you can't see the ground because the other train is just far enough away so that it doesn't hit. Hmm? And so when the train next to you starts to move, the whole ground underneath your train rumbles. Also, you've got motion outside your window. And Einstein was sitting in the train one day, and he noticed that the train was moving and he looks at his watch because it's moving, it's leaving the station early, 10 or 15 minutes early, and one of his associates was supposed to sit with him in his berth, and he goes, oh my goodness, and then all of a sudden the end of the train leaves and he realizes that he wasn't moving. And that started an effort, this was when he was a student, Because everything that Einstein discovered, he discovered before he was 25 and spent the rest of his life arguing with the rest of science trying to prove it. And that's why they never created anything other than it was a theory, even though almost all of it's been proven to the degree that you can prove in science. And suddenly he realized that your sense of movement was always relative to the sense of the space around you, proprioception. And that's why it's called the theory of relativity. Because the relative, your relative position with that which is around you. And then he thought, okay, which train was moving? I mean, obviously the train next to him appeared to be moving after he saw that it was leaving. But was it leaving? Or was the earth just moving away from that train that was fixed in a position in space? and his train was attached to the earth. So he took that argument, that battle, further and further and further. And this is exactly what the Buddha sat next to the river and said, the river is always changing and it is always the same. Now think about your life in relation to a river. Which part of your life are you looking at? Because what you think is now is just a sequential now. The sequential now of now is 9.45 Tuesday morning, all of which are fictional, Tuesday morning. Somebody named it, somebody made up the name. 9:45. 945 somebody made up the measurement in the year 2018 somebody made that up in the month of May somebody made that up in the date of now you're going to have to help me out here what's the date 22nd somebody made that up is it the 22nd cuz i'm we're broadcasting facebook live i don't want to destroy the world you know <laughs> So, the 22nd of May, 2018, 9.45 a.m., location, Los Angeles. And we could get even more specific than that. And what the yogis said was, that is not now. Now is the total thing. And when you're in the total thing, you are now. Now, let's relate that to the river. You're standing by the river. If you are the river, now you are the total river. You're at the source and you're at the outlet. But take it even further. You're in the cloud that rises out from the outlet, which is the ocean. You're the rain that falls on the source, which is the mountain. And now you're that continuum where in that time and that space you locate is called sequential space and sequential time. But it is not your space and it is not your time. Because if you are in the total, you are in what is known as now. And if you are in the total spatially, that is proprioception. And in that total space is all of the information that you require, information of the past, information of the future because the little leaf that's floating down the river, if it wants to know what's going to happen tomorrow, it just has to radio ahead to tomorrow because it's going to reach a point in the river that the river already is right in this moment. So what if you had this ability? This is what's called the fifth dimension. And because there's so much noise in the three dimensions of perceived space and the fourth dimension of perceived sequential time, that noise blocks our ability to relate to what I just described, which is the next dimension. Once we're secure in the fifth dimension, we're going to be able to explore the sixth, the seventh, all the way up to the 27th dimension. And we will go, wow, I have access to the source of the source of the source of the source. Therefore, I'm an alchemist. I can create value out of thin air. And how do you start that journey? (laughs) With some kind of repetition. Repetitive movement, stretching into your body, glove, nams, simran, all of the technologies that Yogi Bhajan brought in what is known as Kundalini Yoga. And that's why we do it. Yes, there are side effects. You get healthier. You become you know, more in tune with your friends. The relationships tend to become more harmonious. But those are really just add-ons to the total goal, which is to be able to know that you know. He would always say, I know the unknown is known to me. And the key in that statement is the word me. I know the unknown is known to me. My awareness in this moment doesn't know the unknown, but the me, which is the me, the total being, knows everything. The total being has come from the future, has come from the past. Genealogically, you come from the past. Cosmologically, you come from the future because you didn't have every lifetime on this planet which is a very primitive planet. I mean a very primitive planet. I mean this planet is brutally primitive. We are still fighting over three-dimensional space. My wife's a Canadian, so to speak, according to branding. I'm an American, so to speak, according to branding. We've been married 43 years, so we have observed every spot on each other's body. There is nothing different from a Canadian to an American, from a Persian to an African, there was nothing different. Paint jobs, that's it. And we're still disputing paint jobs because there is no such thing as race. We're disputing and we're discussing paint jobs, gender, nationality. This is a brutally primitive planet. And what you have to do instead of getting caught up in the energies of this brutal primitive nature is you have to free yourself. You have to free yourself every single day. We're developing an app. That'll be practice in your pocket. And the the app wakes you up. It says, how much time do you have? You go, I don't have much time today. It says, okay, here's a 20 minute sadhana. Bing, bing, bing. And eventually it'll put your picture in there because it'll scan you. I mean, that's five, 10 years in the future. And eventually it will actually project a holographic picture of you out into the room and you can just lay in bed and your sodden is being done for you. (laughs) Or you can get the holograph so compelling that it'll climb inside your body and you can lay in bed kind kind of attitudinally and the hologram moves your body, right? I mean, this is all the future. This is actually the past too, because this is what we are. We're just a holographic representation Of our conscious awareness and that is proprioception and so as we do the asanas the kriya the mantras of today just realize that that's why we do what we do in this room that's why you do what you do in your own personal practice that's why we are who we are and that's why the the sort of the sequential person that you believe you are sometimes and that is sometimes happy and sometimes sad and sometimes this and sometimes that, isn't the me. The the me, the you, the me that is the big one is the total one and that's what you're reaching to when you do these classes, these courses, these, these exercises. So just sit with your eyes closed for a moment and absorb the main points of what we were talking about today. What we're talking about is, we are talking about the ability to be everything, even though you've been assigned to be one particular being. And this is the power of human consciousness. And you can set yourself free from the brutal, primitive nature of our surroundings. Not to criticize it, not to oppose it, but to lead it out of its darkness. For now is the time for millions of messiahs, you included as one of them, to lift this planet out of darkness. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusingh.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long form classes available there, 30 minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a kundalini recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, breathing exercise and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. and these will be like 11 minutes and then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11 minute meditations which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com Satnam.